Boots and Backstraps, brought to you by Homes by Shane and produced by Danny Geo Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, hunters and huntresses, this is the Boots and Backstraps podcast. Come on now. Honey's on, looking for backstraps, way deep in the woods. Tracking in a swamp to a hayfield under the harvest moon. But when the tags are filled, it's time to switch up our boots. Head down to the honky tonk, get us a swing dance or two. We're talking about boots and backstraps. This is the show where we talk all things hunting and country music. From the classics through today, from big bucks to bull elk, we've got it all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Boots and Backstraps. We are joined this week over Zoom by Eric Meyer from the Outdoor News. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're great. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at Canterbury uh, coming up next weekend. You might know something about that, huh, Eric? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this will be uh, the sixth year that I've produced it, and uh, uh, it's looking like everything is uh, lining up to be, be uh, good. Um, last time around, we had the pandemic shut us down, and the year before, we had Snowmageddon yep. on Saturday. That shut us down, but the weather is looking... At this point, uh, perfect, nice and cold, a little windy, but no precipitation. So that part of it's uh, going good. I'm, I'm sold out on booth spaces, uh, about 160 exhibitors. And then I have some heavy hitters coming in, uh, Lee and Tiffany on Saturday, all day, there'll be a meeting and greeting and a seminar at 515. I got uh, Pat and Nicole from Driven coming all weekend and, uh, Melissa Bachman from Painesville with Winchester Deadly Passion. She's coming in for the whole weekend. Among 350 of these posters around the state already. <laughs> Keeping you busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got about, these, these two turkeys are heading down there. And uh, we got about 14 turkeys on display. Um, we have the six subspecies of the world, the world slam. And quite a display of turkeys and the bucks I also have uh, many of the state records on display uh, we call it the Minnesota Legends Wall and then through outdoor news I've been uh, in contact with a lot of the big buck shot from across the state or the hunters that shot them and uh, I've invited about 400 uh, to come to the show that the bigger ones um, you know ones worthy of the wall so how like, did you to draw that distinction to say they get an invite? Well, we have kind of a our deal with the with the measuring. We ask that they don't bring anything in that would probably score under 140 inches. Um, okay. A lot of that's because of where they lie in the record books, and uh, we get about well on the best years we've had 350 uh, entries brought in to be scored, of which. We had 200 that stayed for the weekend. And when they stay for the weekend, you get a chance at about 40 prizes, which these stands behind me are part of that prize list. We have uh, um, 
about a $2,000 gearhead compound bow as a grand prize. So at one o'clock on Sunday, if you've left your beaver on display for the weekend, um, you're in the, the bucket for the drawing. So they give a little incentive to, to, to leave it there because in past years, they'd take it, um, take, it, take it in and have it scored and then leave that same day. So people really didn't get to see them. So I've done this promotion to, to, to get them to leave them for the weekend. We have right. 24 hour security uh, and there's cameras everywhere in Canterbury. So they're very safe. We have a security guard there at all times. And then we have some of our uh, staff members that uh, we always have one of those guys hanging around them too. So. And they're, they can't get up close and there's railings all around them. So it's quite a display. It is, and I'd like to interject, uh, Eric. You know, many years the Deer Classic was at the uh, State Fair and it was just called the Deer Classic. Now it's called the Deer and Turkey Classic. And you yourself harvested the World Slam and you got some amazing mounts. So folks, if you're a turkey hunter and you like to view the World Slam, uh, I think one of the coolest one is the oscillated turkey and uh from yucatan um i saw that was in the booth for years and the turkey slam is a pretty cool thing to see so it's not just for deer hunters turkey hunters and sportsmen uh no matter what uh, you're into this shows uh where you want to be i think i might have been with you when you harvested one of those turkeys <laughs> It could have been the Rio down in Kansas. Yep. Or central Kansas. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, I've known Eric for many, many years. And uh, are you willing to admit that, Eric? Too long. <laughs> <laughs> too long. Well, Eric's father owned Outdoor News, recently just sold it. And uh, Eric's father is a really great guy. It's a family deal. Glenn, Eric's dad. Eric and his sister, and uh, they've made outdoor news what it is, and it's just a great publication. Uh, seven states, correct? Yeah, we owned it for 33 years and sold it at the end of 2021. Right. We had originally bought it. We had 14,000 paid just Minnesota weekly, and then we moved uh, into Wisconsin. And then went to Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, and Illinois, seven states. And uh, when we sold it, we had about 225,000 paid subscribers. We had five employees when we bought it and 41 when we sold it. And I still work for the company. I handle the reader photos. I sell a bunch of the ads and uh, work some of the shows for Outdoor News. So. I'm, I'm still involved. My sister, Sarah, and my stepsister, Jenny, are also uh, still working for the company. We plan to continue uh, doing what we were doing. Nothing really changed except for the ownership. And uh, right. It, right. it's a great, it's still a great publication. And uh, we got about a 92% renewal rate on subscriptions. So people- Wow. Are, if you ever renew your subscription, well, you're kind of the face. I mean, everyone sees you at all the shows, the state fair, the sports shows, and you renew their subscriptions. And I actually worked with you on some of those shows. And uh, 
Is that what you call it? What's that? And is that what you call it? Working? Work? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, you know, Eric, I got to take abuse from these two knuckleheads all day long. I don't need you giving it to me, too. <laughs> Is that uh, what you call it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did all kidding once in a while. <laughs> you do work hard. That's yeah, but let's say last time we spoke to him, he was like the highway man, like hundreds of miles a day. Yeah, you. Yeah. Hanging posters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got to get out there and pound the pavement. And, uh, you know, I'm working these other shows, and as I go up there, I... I hit every intersection and go to every quick trip or um, liquor store or wherever they'll let me hang a banner and then I, or a poster and I put a bunch of $2 off coupons out there and then whoever is uh, working that day, I give them a couple free passes to the show so they don't take my sign down right away and keep it for a while. <laughs> hand out a but we, uh, well, just- we dropped... Uh, about 75,000 on advertising for this event. So um, I, I've hit every avenue, uh, radio, TV, social media. Uh, Podcast. Yeah. yeah, I've done, it's gonna be about 10 interviews, including this one on the show this, this year. So it's really looking good. And, uh, you know, people haven't been able to go to it for since, well, 2019 was really- right. Last year, and then we had snowmageddon that year. So actually, 2018 was the last year we had a really big crowd. So I, I think people are chomping at the bit to get there, and and uh, you know we've we've really reached out to them, and for three years, you know, we advertised to them, and they haven't been able to make it. So I, I'm hoping that it's wall to wall. I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, I know. You just did Duluth, St. Cloud. Do you still do Fargo? Uh, I didn't, but they had a, some people handing out uh, tickets for me there, so um, good. coverage there. Uh, I've done a lot more right around the metro, uh, and 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 being where I Canterbury in the southwest corner of the metro, I've um, de- dealt with a lot of radio stations from about Hutchinson down to Rochester. That's where I'm doing a lot of the interviews uh, to draw people in from that region. Um, and I've kind of, uh, stuck closer to the venue there. Um, you know, I went out to the horse and hunt club. They're, they're coming to the show. So good. good. Got, I got, um, posters up there and, and, and they're promoting their presence as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to tie in well with shields. I got shields as a major sponsor, the new Eden Prairie store. Um, they're doing a in-store promo on free ticket giveaways and so and they're posting a lot of stuff for me and i have them right in our entryway and there are bag sponsors so you, when you grab the show program at the entry there's a shields bag waiting for you so that was a good one yeah fantastic uh, now, eric i was gonna go ahead i was gonna ask you real quick we just got uh, notified at the end of december this last year a number two new record for Minnesota, compound bow, bow by a woman, Nicole Frogner, Washington County buck, gross score of 198 and a net score of 170. Are yep. you going to have that at the show? Yep. Yeah, I, I spoke to her and, 
and she sent a photo into our best buck contest and it's, it's uh, an impressive looking buck <laughs> yeah we i mean the amount of the number of 200 inch bucks that are coming in uh is the most i've ever seen in years and then i invited a lot of these monsters from the past couple of years to come in that really didn't get to show it and so we have it's going to be incredible the lineup of bucks that we're going to have on the walls. Um, so that's why we have such good security there. It's, you know, these are, uh, some of these bucks are probably worth 10 grand their antlers to the, to these collectors. So, uh, they're very valuable and, and, and precious to those hunters. So, and I know how I feel about my mount. So I'm, I'm, uh, making sure we have tight security and I'll be there well after the everybody's cleared out to make sure um, that they're secure. So Eric, tell people where they can go to get information, to buy tickets, and uh, what days and times next weekend. You can find out everything you need to know at mndeerclassic.com. And the show hours are one to nine on Friday, and nine to seven Saturday and 10 to five on Sunday. We do open up early uh, at the antler scoring office, which you can't get into the show, but you get in the building and get up to this desk where you can uh, register your deer, your antlers or your bear skulls. Um, at Friday at 10 a.m. it opens. So the show opens at one, but the antler scoring office opens at 10. And then on Saturday, that office opens at eight, the show's at nine, so it's an hour before. And the same thing on Sunday at 9 a.m., the, the antler office opens and, and the show's at 10. Uh, ticket prices, pricing, uh, uh, we got adult ticket admissions at $12. Uh, youth 10 to 15, it's $5. Uh, children nine and under are free. We have a military discount must present uh, current military ID, but that's $10. Uh, senior day, Tomcat, that's your day. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Come on, Grandpa. Yep. <laughs> uh, Friday, March 11th, that, um, senior day is Friday, and it's uh, age 65 and old, older is 10 bucks. And then we got ladies night, Friday night. Wait, Friday. wait, wait. I thought you were going to say a senior day was a buffalo nickel. <laughs> <laughs> too complicated for TK. <laughs> so ladies night is Friday night, and we're offering free admission to all the gals from four to nine. And the first 50 get this, uh, this wildlife research uh, prize pack. So nice. It's got all kinds of products from them in there that they can use for deer hunting. And uh, then we have family day on Sunday. And that day, if you bring, if an adult brings a kid 15 years or younger, uh, they, the adult gets in for eight bucks. And any kid 15 and under that day gets in for free. So we, um, we wanted to get, you know, the families to come in and uh, Sunday is a good day for that. And we thought we'd make, uh, uh, you know, make, make it a special day and, and offer a better price. So, and that's, and that's on Sunday. And, and you can find these, um, there's a $2 off coupon online. So you can get that knocked off your regular admission price if you 
download that or print that coupon off on the website. So, um, yeah. Uh, Sounds like you've made it almost impossible for me not to go. That's right. Those are great promotions. Really great promotions. Yeah, we, we got uh, an area just for the kids too. It's uh, sponsored by the Minnesota Deer Hunters Association. And uh, we're bringing in, well, one display is a uh, live hawks and falcons from the Falconers, Minnesota Falconers Association. So they'll be able to get up and close and see these falcons and hawks. Um, we have uh, Fishing for Life that's bringing in the trout pond and we're, we're tagging about 10 of the trout and um, each day we're giving away uh, about 10 rapple lures and a, a junior pro team prize package from Outdoor News and they get a subscription. So if you get this one of these tag trouts, you get a bunch of prizes. Um, it's all catch and release and they're just accepting donations. We're not charging anybody, but if you want to throw a couple bucks in for that nonprofit fishing for life, that would be awesome. They're also bringing in a, a one of these, uh, it's called the safe archery range and it's all um, foam balls that they shoot with like foam tip bow and arrows. Um, we have the boy, the Maple Grove Boy Scouts of America that are going to be running the rubber band shoot. And, uh, and then A1 Archery, they, uh, they sponsor the kids archery range where they can actually go and shoot a bow and learn, learn all about it. And, and we have instructors, uh, trained professionals that are, are working with these kids. So um, it's safe, a safe environment. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's one. Oh, and then we got the upstairs on the mezzanine. This is, a, this building's got three areas to it, but on the mezzanine level, I have the, the, the National Wild Turkey Federation is uh, bringing in their BB gun shoot. It's like a big inflatable. And uh, so kids can try their hand at shooting a BB gun. And also the first 30 kids to their booth each day get a slate call. So they, oh, uh, nice. yeah, pretty cool. So, and that's right by the world slam a turkey display. So we kind of keep that together. And that's one of our big deals is getting kids involved in this sport. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of emphasis is put on it. And, and as far as the exhibitors go, I've really worked hard to, to keep it focused on, on the hunting market and, and not stray away. This doesn't look like a home show or a crap or a medical show. Um, I, you know, I, I might have a fishing outfitter or something in there, but uh, for the most part, uh, it has to do with, with hunting. And then, you know, I'm trying to get outfitters from every state and province, at least one, uh, especially for the whitetail so I got that covered because it's a deer and turkey show. And then also I'm still working on the, the uh, oscillated outfitter uh, for turkeys, but I'm trying to get all the turkey species covered, having an outfitter for each one of them. So that's when I cover the theme of the show. So, um, Well, you mentioned a couple of people that we're going to have on the Boots and Backstrap show. Tom Goodrich with Fishing for Kids and uh, Tom Glines with the Turkey Federation. Uh, you've covered all of the bases. I mean, between all the monster bucks, the World Slam Turkey Display, the big, you know, they're the biggest in the industry, Lee and Tiffany, Pat and Nicole. Melissa. And Melissa. I mean, Melissa's show has taken off. 
she's doing a fabulous job. I mean, I can't, for our listeners, all of you that are listening in, you got to go to the Deer and Turkey Classic. March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Right. My wife's birthday. She's very familiar with the Deer Classic because every year for her birthday, she's gone to the Deer Classic. <laughs> we can get her a present Friday night from four to nine. It's ladies' night. <laughs> you know, she would love to come, but she's going to be in Florida. Oh. I always love to have my wife around. I know you do too. Yeah. She is the better half. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, we know you're a busy man, so we won't keep you. But we really appreciate you making some time to talk to us about the show. Yep. MNDeerClassic.com. We'll see you down there. Come on okay, down. See you next week. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Eric Meyer, everybody. Make sure to like and subscribe and. Please hit the bell icon. Stay tuned for more. Boots and Backstraps, brought to you by Homes by Shane and produced by Danny Geo Productions. The journey is a special thing. The journey has meant the world to me. It's special because we've done it together. There's always going to be improvements that can be made, celebrations along the way, adversities to overcome, and maybe a dad joke or two. If I learned anything about the journey in our time together, it's that you've just got to take it all in and do what's right. Continue to grow, continue to live in the moment. The journey is never ending. I'm excited to take this next step in our journey together. Folks, welcome back to Boots and Backstraps. What a treat, Tom, to have Eric in here talking about the Deer and Turkey Classic. That was fun. Uh, you know, he's done an amazing job. He ran that Deer Classic at the uh, Coliseum at the State Fair for years. And, well, I know what it's like to be a promoter and uh, to promote something that big. Uh, maybe it's not as big as the Wee Fest, and, but it's a lot to do. And his plate has been full for months. And... Uh, yeah, driving around putting posters up everywhere. I mean, usually, like at the Wii Fit, we had people doing that, and he's doing it himself. He, but that's Eric. He likes to do everything himself. He likes to make sure everything is done right. Mm -hmm. And uh, That's a job in itself, driving around and doing that. Oh, that's but what we, I said. We had a small taste of that with uh, with Jack Friday. Right. Like we went to basically any place that would let us put it up. Yep. And, and that's the hard part, because people are like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Take a hike. Mm -hmm. That gets old fast, so yep. you got to find someone uh, – a young intern or somebody uh, new to your business and have them do that because Eric runs himself ragged and he's right. It's going to be a monster show because two years ago uh, got cut. We got one day in and then uh health department shut us down because of COVID. And then last year we had those monster blizzards and uh, 
people are chomping at the bit. You can see it in arenas at sports shows. Tom, are you going to be there? I am going to be there. What are you going to do there? I am going to be hosting the uh, presenter's stage uh, where I'll be introducing Lee and Tiffany and Pat Nicole and uh, Melissa Bachman. And uh, I have a variety of duties there. Uh, putting <laughs> He said duty. <laughs> duty. It, well, Eric also said you're going to be um, talking about the world-class mounts as well. Yeah, there's a variety of things I'm going to do on stage and off stage. Uh, under keeping, the stage. <laughs> under the stage. I'll be keeping an eye on a lot of the mounts and uh, moving mounts around, uh, moving bear skulls around. There's just really a lot to do. Yeah. And uh, if Eric could, he'd do it all himself. Would you consider yourself like a king of the mounting? Like, do are you do you mount often? I mean. <laughs> well, I think that's a question for Lynn. Ah, yes. Ah. I kind of want to know your opinion before we ask her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to rule. <laughs> so and kiss my ass. What? <laughs> before we uh, go any further with the deer and turkey classic, we do have a segment we like to do with you, Tom. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's try to get that uh, squeezed in here. And so if, if you're new to the Boots and Backstraps podcast, thanks for listening in. Make sure you hit the subs- uh, subscribe button, like the episode. Make sure you share this. We're on all the social media platforms. Um, but every week we like to get an opportunity for Tom to tell stories about famous um, country music artists that he's met over the years. He's met hundreds of them having been the host of the WeFest for 5,000 years. And so we've got a, an autograph photo that he is not aware who it is yet. It's a surprise to him, and then he'll share a story. Which is kind of a dirty trick because, you know, the older you get, you know, your memory tends to lose. and It would be nice. Oh, I have great stories about this man. Ah, oh, I'm so glad you guys pulled this out. This is Don Williams. How many Don Williams fans are out there? God, what a great man. Humble. Well, I, w- I wasn't on camera. I didn't raise my hand. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I now, now I'm awkward. Sorry. All those great, Aren't you great always awkward? Of his. Living on Tulsa time. Um, so there's a, an establishment up in Detroit Lakes right on Lake Sally called the, uh, well, Tim, uh, uh, excuse me. The Hotel Shoreham, forgive me. The Hotel Shoreham was uh, the place to go for people that wanted to be out on the lake. And uh, it was the hangout up in Detroit Lakes, all the resorts and all the cabins, all the people came to the Hotel Shoreham. It was owned by a very good friend of Lynn and I's, and he unfortunately has passed away, and so many people have passed from the WeFest. Anyway, we're in the hotel, and their head waitress, just a great gal, great gal, she was talking to me and Terry McCloskey. Terry McCloskey was our attorney and one of the founders of the WeFest. And she was a huge fan of Don Williams. So one of the nice things about being owners and promoters is if you have a friend and they have a particular artist that they'd like to see there, we can look at each other and say, yeah, we can get them. <laughs> so not only did we get Don Williams, we uh, brought her backstage and she sat on his bus, got autographs and a nice long conversation with him. I mean, it made it, I don't want to say it made her life, but what a big deal it was for her to meet her favorite fan in person at the WeFest and uh, knowing that I was partially instrumental in getting her to do that. And that hey, Tom, do you think I could sit on uh, Blake Shelton's bus sometime? <laughs> 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 just asking. 
Hub telescope. <laughs> you might want to edit that one. <laughs> Blake Sheldon, what a fun guy. We already did Blake, I think. Well, there you go. There's Don Williams, and I hope you uh, enjoyed the story that I had to share with you. He was truly one of my favorite artists at the Wee Fest after 35 years. And uh, long live Don Williams. All right, well, let's give it up for Don Williams and all of his fans. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, oh, too soon. <laughs> I don't know. Could uh, Don Williams be gone now? Uh, yeah, he's dead. I should know that, but uh, yeah, a couple, so, couple so years many ago, people I think. are passing. Uh, he is dead, you're sure? Yeah, positive. All right. Hey, real quick on the Google machine back there, smartass. I mean, Dustin, <laughs> can you just look and see when uh, when Don Williams died? I think it was 2019 or 2020. If you just look that up real fast. I know. On the on the spot. No, I loved it. That was hilarious. His contributions appreciated. Well, we're waiting on uh, uh, September eighth, two thousand seventeen. Oh, 17. 17. Okay, he's been a, been gone a while. We've lost so many great great country artists. I have so many uh, autograph photos of people like Johnny Cash and uh, people that have passed. Before. I think those are just called memories right now. Oh, they you are. You look around and they're nothing but memories. I look behind me and I see Johnny Cash. Charlie Charlie Daniels, Daniels died. Yeah, he's gone. Glenn Campbell's gone. Mm-hmm. Man, that's... George sad. Jones behind you. Yep, George Willie Jones. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone, he's, but not in that he's same never, town. Yeah, he's never going to die. No, I don't think I so. I hope not. <laughs> he, you know, when you talk to uh, Willie Nelson, you may not know it, but he is as sharp as a tack, and he's a, he has become a shrewd businessman after the hit he took from the IRS. He knows his stuff, boy. I like Willie. So you let's dial this thing. Go ahead, I was, was going to say, you have to not know your stuff to get to that point. And then you <laughs> learn it in a quick hurry. Oh, yeah. So let's dial this thing back into the Deer and Turkey Classic because, you know, we started the show by interviewing Eric Meyer, who is the organizer and promoter and just sort of all-around labor guy <laughs> yeah, he does for the show. Um, but in addition to that, we've been invited to... Welcome to... <laughs> we've been invited to uh, bring the... Yeah. <laughs> It's like, was that porn? I thought, <laughs> I thought she didn't want to edit anymore. Yeah. Um, we uh, we have been invited to bring boots and backstraps down there to do right. a, a live and slash recorded taping. And uh, we're actually going to do kind of a two-headed monster. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, TK? Yeah, I guess we're, I don't know where we're going to set up a booth, but I know you and uh, Kid are coming down and uh, Danny and, uh, you know. The whole crew, it sounds like. The yep, whole the crew is going to come yeah. down and we're going to. Do some episodes from uh, live from the on Saturday from uh, Canterbury uh, during the Deer Classic show. Uh, we're going to interview uh, whoever we can. We're going to interview people uh, that are just coming, get their take on the Deer Classic. Uh, mm -hmm. If Lee and Tiffany uh, or uh, Pat Nicole. Nicole, anyone, Pat Nicole has a moment, maybe they can stop by and sit down and say hello. And um, Maybe we can get Eric back in the chair. And you know who else I'd like to really get back in that we've been trying to get here into the studio, but Tom it's kind Glines. of a long drive for him. Uh, we'll try and get Tom Glines in there, and we'd like to get uh, uh, the new owner of uh, Outdoor News, Rob Dressling. Yeah. Rob's an old, old great friend of mine, and uh, he has a wealth of information. He's just a fabulous writer and now owner of the <clears throat> well, the longest-running outdoor news uh, programs in the in the world so what we're planning to do for those of you folks that are fans here you'll want to tune in for sure next saturday because as eric mentioned uh i think the doors open at like 10 we're going to start filming about 11 and kg and i 
um, will be set up and you'll kind of pop in when you can, but we'll be right there off that main stage is where Eric's going to have us okay. so that we can catch those VIPs as they're going up to be introduced or coming back down from being introduced, get them into the chair for a minute. We can grab, as you mentioned, some other folks to come and sit, maybe some vendors. Um, but we're also going to have a secondary team with uh, Jill and Danny, and they're going to be walking around doing some actual interview type oh, uh, cool. segments with, idea. with the vendors. Um, to uh, talk about their products, talk about their services, all that kind of stuff will be kind of cool too. Yeah, and we'll have to make this video uh, accessible to Eric and the staff over there. So if there's any segments they want to use or if they want to use the whole thing, of course, they'll uh, have uh, footage of uh, the Deer Classic. Are you strictly going to go with like hunting vendors and stuff like that? Or are you going to go talk to someone selling like mini donuts and, and stuff like that too? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we're going to discriminate. <laughs> I think anybody that lets you talk to them, we should have a conversation. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. We'll snag people walking by. Right. Right. Hey, you got a hunting shirt on. Tell us a story. And Dustin, could you wait until you have a really good question before you interrupt this? <laughs> <laughs> Poor D. He did bring it on himself, though. I'm, I'm learning. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that we get a lot of really great opportunities, like you said, to talk to not just the hunting celebrities that are there, but just so your casual hunters Maybe some families and just yeah. getting some information. From I, yeah, I had a question about that. Uh, I, I've never been. Tom, you've been a couple times, obviously. Oh, many times. Ma many times. Okay, so Dozens. for uh, obviously there is a lot to see for the experienced hunter. You know, what I mean, uh, especially all these, uh, you know, th these great mounts and you know, um, and everything like that. But for somebody who's new into hunting, what are they going to enjoy the most about this show? Because I mean, that's for me. I, I'm going to be new into this whole thing, and uh, I'm. A, well, Tell me what a, I can see. It's a jaw-dropping, eye-popping deal. I mean, you see the deer that I have on the wall. I've got some fairly big deer. I've got, I'm pretty proud of the trophies that I shot. But they have massive deer there. You know, they have deer that you're going to go, oh, my God, how does that deer hold those horns above his head without breaking his neck? You know, it's, that's an eye-popping uh, thing about the deer classic. And... There's all kinds of animals, and the, and, the, and, the, uh, and the vendors that are there, it's just really great stuff. I mean, certainly it's all based around hunting, deer hunting and turkey hunting, but even Eric's uh, Grand Slam, World Slam, I should say. Uh, can, you, can you explain to me what a, a oh, World yeah. Slam is? I, 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 was, I, I was just listening. I didn't want to interrupt at that point, but what is that? I'm going to show you. There's a piece of paper on the floor behind me or over there that shows all the turkeys. There it is. Okay, so what we have here is, uh, I, yeah, there's the oscillated. Here are the turkey, uh, the six subspecies. Six subspecies. One of them you can only find in the Yucatan <laughs> Peninsula. That is fantastic. That right, right. there is, that's gold. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So the most common turkey is the eastern. That's what we have here in Minnesota. That's this turkey right here. Uh, let me see where I can. There you go. Go on. <laughs> Not two. Uh, that's the eastern. That's more prevalent around the United States than any of the others. This one is the Gould, which is uh, in Mexico. This one can only be found in Mexico. This is the Miriam. Miriam's, are, in my opinion, the most beautiful bird. 
that's right here. They, if you seen them around my room, they've got the real white tips. You find them out in Nebraska, South Dakota, out west. Uh, the Osceola, I believe, is right in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's the Osceola. That's only found in Florida, central Florida. And it's a nice beard coming off that guy. Yeah, they've got really long legs and exceptionally long spurs. So you'd want, you want to make sure your bird is dead before you handle them. Otherwise, you could be bloodied in a hurry. Hey, uh, KG, just so you're aware, there's going to be a test on this later, so make sure you take notes. <laughs> I like, this is the I'll real accept a C or a D on that test. Pass. <laughs> go back to one. There you go. This is the Rio Grande, which is found in, uh, you can find them in Kansas and uh, Oklahoma, Texas. What is this right here? Looks like a joint, but probably not a joint. What's on the corner of the picture there? Oh, it's a turkey call. <laughs> oh. That's a slate. Slate call. It's a doobie. <laughs> Doobie in an ashtray. Turkey doobie. <laughs> or it's a slate. Now, this is the most interesting. These uh, these turkeys don't gobble. Where, where are they? Oh, there it is. This one really doesn't do it justice, but if you see the head, it's this one right here. Uh, the head is aqua, and it's got little blaze orange bumps, and it's not really an attractive bird. Well, none of the heads are really attractive, but when you fan the feathers off, this thing... The, the tail feathers are similar to a peacock, and you can only find these turkeys in the Yucatan Peninsula. I can't be the only one that's thinking this, so I'm just going to say it. Turkeys, as much fun as they are to hunt and as like majestic as they are as a bird, they all look like they got scrotum hanging from their face. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know. So, so, what, so the, you said the Grand Slam, or what's it called? This is the World, world slam. slam. The World Slam. So if you have one of those or a... One of all, yeah, or uh, that's what I mean, like one of each of them, um, in in a, uh, a trophy size. That's how you get that. Yeah, they don't even have to be trophy. I've got all. Oh, of so these. You, so if you if you have one of them, then you have the world slam. No, if you have one of each of these. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, yeah. If you, yeah. Okay. That's the world slam. The grand slam is the four subspecies in America, which is the eastern, the Rio Grande, the Miriam, and the Osceola. No, you don't have to get them in the same year. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of hunters try and go and get the uh, North American slam in one year. And quite frankly, it's not that terribly hard to do, uh, depending on the weather and what's going on and whether or not you're a good turkey hunter. You got a Miriam right behind you on the wall there. There's a Miriam there. This one is a, this one is a real grand right here. Okay. Looks similar to an... No, the one in the middle is a real grande. I don't want to move and be in the this way of This is muy grande. <laughs> muy grande. Muy grande, not real grande. <laughs> That's a yes on the super size. <laughs> but anyway, Eric's been all over, and he's killed, and he's got them full mount displays, and he brings them to the show, and it's just, if you're a turkey hunter, you want to see that. All six of them in one place. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, do, do uh, taxidermists uh, do full turkeys, or, or are they... Yeah. Do you have one? I oh, have oh, one flying up there. Okay, I, was, I always just see, I always just see stuff like that. Oh, right. there we go, a flying one, and then that was a squish. That's one. a half turkey. Okay, um, I'm sorry that you folks watching aren't seeing what we're seeing, but they'll do. You know, when a turkey is displaying and he's got his wings out mm -hmm. and his tail up and the breast is all puffed out and his head is tucked. Yeah, they do a lot of them. Uh, Eric had. 
There's a flying turkey. We used to have that on the fireplace, over the fireplace at Red Oak Steaks and Wine, and it would look so majestic and cool up there. A lot of taxidermists will do that. Okay. Mount them full. So there you go, a little so turkey history. Yeah, so next weekend, the Deer and Turkey Classic, and as Eric was mentioning, was a, a big deal for a lot of years at the state fairgrounds. They, because of the the growth and popularity of the show, moved it to Canterbury. Yep. And then uh, had a cancellation because of the pandemic, obviously. And then, as you mentioned before, in last year, got snowed out. Right. Um, and so this year, hope, hopefully, we're going to get a really good turnout. Um, I know he said that the pre-sale tickets are totally gone that the vendor booths are totally gone, um, and so all signs are pointing to a successful event. It's going to be huge. I uh, hope the weather will hold out for us, and uh, I know people, like I said before, are chomping at the bit to get out, and what a great, t- what a, what a, honey, what a great way to spend a weekend, right? What a great way to spend a birthday. What a great way to spend your wife's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I got myself in trouble because my wife's birthday is next Saturday. Oh. And she's like, you're doing what? That's Oh, yours Friday, right? Yeah, the 11th, 12th. She was like, "You're doing what?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, about that." <laughs> I you was kind of hoping you we better could... have your phone on you all day. Oh, I was like, as I was well, kind of uh, hoping we could do like a date night that night. Yeah. <laughs> on on Saturday, I need you to have your phone on you all day. Yeah, no doubt. That was that's a that's a big day for me. Yeah, your wife is very I'm trying, understanding. I'm trying to buy a house, and on that day, that's when they tell tell me if I if I got it or not. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have the phone sitting right in front of me. Don't you worry about yeah, that, man. Yeah, yeah, don't uh, don't screw that one up. I, I did also want to say that uh, uh, you know, for for a lot of the viewers out there um, that are you know diehard uh, uh, hunters, um, everything they're saying is making perfect sense. I am uh, I'm on the learning curve right now, so any of you people that are also on the learning curve, I'm gonna ask those questions that maybe you wish that uh, that somebody else had. So yeah, yeah, and I think uh, we think of some questions that people might have and love it. You know, I mean. If I can share any knowledge that I have and Shane can share any knowledge that he has, I think it's a good thing because we certainly want to get more kids in. We want to get more kids outside. By the way, that's another conversation for another time uh, Mm -hmm. with Thurman Tucker. Um, And we want them to get into hunting. You know, women, they're the biggest influx of hunters in the world right now, and I think it's just wonderful. I don't know anybody that doesn't think that that's wonderful getting the gals involved and uh well like look at melissa bachman look at tiffany look at nicole my cool. goodness they're very accomplished hunters and they're leading the way and uh it's a good thing because uh it's just a great thing all around to get all the gals get the kids into hunting and uh um good for the sport i was going to also say that with your inclusion kg now that we've got a three-headed monster here doing this hosting We've decided to go ahead and make the leap and start doing some inclusion with fishing specifically. Talk a little bit about getting on the water and uh, getting on the ice and, you know, catching those uh, whatever, panfish. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything about ice fishing. Actually, I, I can't say I don't know anything. I just, I don't like ice fishing. I'm really, well, no. It's not you like it's to get out there and get after them. Uh, every, yeah, I do. And every time I go ice fishing... Uh, I might get one or two panfish, and I'm like, man, that was an awesome six hours. Um, <laughs> but I know that I know that people go out there and they kill it and they have a great time. And and uh, hopefully, I learn a little bit more about ice fishing. I'm I'm a summertime fishing kind of guy. Right. I, I, just like you said, go out, go out there, get after it. So, and, how many times have you been ice fishing then? Uh, 
Dustin, what did I tell you? <laughs> no, simple question. That's a great uh, question. I got question, I try, question one I try and go two. about, uh, about, four, about uh, four or five times a year. The last couple of years have been slower than that. But uh, so What is your percentage rate of dropping your phone in the ice? Oh, um, I would say about 30%. Wait, your phone? Like you dropping the phone or someone else dropping your phone? Oh, my phone just ending, in the, ending up in the water. Because that happened. It, yeah, I'm like 30% the last like, couple of years, so I had to stop going because it just cost me so much money. <laughs> They're like, ice fishing is expensive. They're like, it's not supposed to be. So Tell that story now that we just threw James under the bus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we had my phone playing music uh, through the Bluetooth in this really nice ice castle. And uh, and they're, they're messing around with my phone, put it down on the table, and then uh, somebody just kind of gives it the bump with the elbow and goes right down the hole. I'm, I, don't even know, I don't even know this is happening. I'm on the other side actually just jigging and actually – Catching a couple of crappies, and I was the only one doing it, so I was having a good time. And then no rim, perfect swish. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> and then the uh, and and uh, nobody says a word. It just gets super silent in there, and then the music starts crackling because <laughs> starts crackling, and then the music stops. And I'm like, oh, do I have a phone call or something like that? And everybody's just staring at me. I'm like, uh, what did, what happened? I'm really sorry, man. Uh, I'm like. It's down the hole. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it got out of Bluetooth range. <laughs> yeah. Two years later, I get back in another ice house, and uh, we're we're sitting there. We're just getting set up. Like we haven't cut, like we have a couple lines down, but haven't caught anything. I do it to myself. There's a bed right next to it, and I just sat down in the bed, and then it just fell off, and just right down the hole. <laughs> well, and it it did the. It was bouncing off the sides, kind of staying flat, and looking at it, I'm like. That's still gettable. I dive down the hole shoulder deep. It goes, it. Just missed it. Uh, and so for the next uh, – so we're sitting there just staring at it like uh, we're in 22 feet of water. I'm like, I'm so angry. I'm on Malax, and uh, the uh, the visibility's gotten much better. So we pulled out the uh, the camera, and uh, and we can see it. We, we see it down there. We don't know how far out to which side it is because you can spin the camera, but we don't know which direction it's facing. So – we uh we drop something down there. We try and figure out where it is. It's now six. It's six feet because it flutters in the water. It's now six feet down to the side. So we devise a pole with a fishing with with a, with a line, and I have the magnet on the back of my phone. Was it laying yeah. on the bottom? It was laying on the bottom. Okay, I was going to so, ask you yeah. about the magnet. So so it was sitting like this. So we use the magnet. We we move it six feet over because that's still under the house. So we can't do anything about it. It's a permanent house. Mm -hmm. So we can't drill another hole. And we get over, and we catch it. Oh, you got it. Or we catch it. it. But it had been under the water for about eh, two hours by the time we got came back with the camera and, and whatnot. And uh, I pull it up. I'm like, hey, we got it. That was fantastic. I've never really caught anything fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, bloop, my phone turns on. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then it just fried out. I'm like, ah, never mind. So, Did you try to put it like in a bucket of rice it, or anything? It turned itself on. Because it was down, it was down there. So I don't know if it got too cold, so it shut itself off. No idea. But by the time it came up, it turned itself on, and at that point, it fr it fried itself. Oh, so, yeah. That's cool though that you caught it. Uh, honestly, it's, amazing. It, it's it's my best ice fishing story. And you have those memories. Uh, I, I do. Are you gonna I mount do. that? <laughs> I, I sent it in. I had to send it in. <laughs> was, it, get, was it a catch and release deal? Uh, yeah. I I almost caught it and released it. He's got to get a replica though, because because yeah. he did get he did release it. Uh, well, well, speaking of fishing, uh, I uh, you and I may be on an elk hunting trip today with or this year with uh, Tom Goodrich, fishing for kids. Eric was talking about him. Mm -hmm. I've been on the phone with Tom the last few days. Uh, we're 
lining up in elk hunt and uh, where are they headed what state uh, colorado okay and uh, we were talking wyoming but he didn't get the his money in in time to uh try and get a license in wyoming so it'll be colorado this year we're not sure where um but i, I invited him on the show he has a great nonprofit, fishing for kids. Mm -hmm. He does so much, and he's just—he's all over the place. Now. He's an entertaining guy too. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. You've met him. Yep. And uh, so Tom will be a future guest on our show, maybe at the Deer Classic. I'm yeah, sure that'd be great. Drag him along. Uh, I hate to waste all that enormous talent at one space and put it all on one show. Drag them all to the table, yeah. brother. We'll break it up in different segments. We will. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the let's get out of here today, boys. Hey, this was a fun day. That little Haley James, she was amazing. Our first guest. <laughs> Different episode, but yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. We can tell the folks that we filmed that earlier today. Yeah. This All right. A different episode. Um, well, thanks a lot, folks. For. <laughs> Thanks. Is there any other secrets you have for us? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. You Are you wearing underwear? Three-headed monster with Dustin in there. We got a four-headed monster. Yeah, that's the monstrous yeah. of monsters. Yeah, three-headed monster and an ass. Oh! <laughs> and I don't know the other new guy. Charlie. He's pretty funny, too. Chuck, yeah. He? yeah. He can be when he speaks. So we He's need like to Silent keep Bob the microphone away He is like him. Silent Bob. Because <laughs> it was always pleasant to hear Danny's voice. Yeah. <laughs> don't lie oh, don't no. lie Tom no 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 you uh when you interrupted you had something good to say something humorous like the little uh the doobie the little the doobie ashtray and, the and doobie Cole. here and uh and Blake Shelton's lap I mean um bus bus <laughs> periscope all right y'all thank you uh, very much for joining us to another episode of boots and backstraps don't forget to send your comments questions and snide remarks to boots and backstraps podcast at gmail.com you can catch the podcast on all the available video and audio platforms youtube spotify um, apple play google play all that kind of thing uh, don't forget to comment like and share that's how we beat the uh, tech overlord algorithms we're not going to be able to get the Get the word out about this fun podcast without some help from you fans. And so we appreciate you watching. Do us the favor of like, sharing, and commenting. TK, bring this thing for Landon. Hey, everybody. Uh, whether you're uh, belting out your favorite country song or out there pursuing your favorite game animal, I encourage you to use that same passion to pursue the Lord. He will teach you to shoot straight. Thanks for viewing this week, and we'll see you next week. Come on now. Honey's on, looking for backstraps, way deep in the woods, tracking in a swamp to a hayfield under the harvest moon. When the tags are filled, it's time to switch up our boots. Head down to the honky-tonk, get us a swing dance or two. We're talking about boots and backstraps.